Hey fans, thank you for tuning in to this replay of Twitter Spaces USA Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show. If you haven't done so already, be sure to check out the first half with our amazing guest. You can do that and listen to previous shows here on the USA Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast on your favorite podcast player. Now, on to our next guest. All right, everyone else, again, thank you for tuning in. We've got another half an hour here to go. For guests and anyone else, if you'd like to ask questions on here, uh, you do need to be on a phone, on an app, or on the phone to uh, to ask these questions. We're doing a soft launch tonight as well. We are streaming this this show, this Twitter Spaces show, live uh, on multiple platforms tonight. Um, it's a little scary, although I don't know why I'm so scared about it. If it doesn't work, doesn't work, no big deal. Uh, but this show is being streamed on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and one day on TikTok when I can figure that out. <laughs> Um, if you are on those platforms and you'd like to ask a question, go ahead and send me a message. I had a, a couple of people in the last half uh, DM me with some questions, a, a lot of questions. You can only get to a couple of them. Uh, but go ahead and send us a message. Or if you want to ask questions live, get in here on Twitter Spaces. We're, we're here to have a good time with rugby and talk about this. And, and we've got two passionate groups of fans today, right, Fitzy? I mean, we've got Atlanta fans who are passionate about one thing. And now we got this new set of fans. Do you know who they are? Fitzy, it's like I don't know, somewhere in the Midwest, something like that. I don't know. St. Louis. I never heard of this. Never heard of this town. Yeah, St. Louis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's a great rugby town, and I, and honestly, I don't know if you're surprised. I was not surprised at all. It's going to be Chicago. Chicago Hounds will be the new MLR team. Were you surprised at all? No, I think uh, I think it was the best or the worst kept secret in on rugby Twitter. But excited that they're here. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, Miami, maybe St. Louis, one day. Who knows? Probably another. Um, Canada team, but all right. With that said, let's move on. Uh, you said Canada with so much twenty-eight disdain. minutes. Sorry, <laughs> did that really come out the way? It did. Uh, I, it did. I'm being nice. I love, I love a few Canadians. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Joining us now, he, he, again, no stranger to running uh, a major league rugby team. Chicago Hounds GM and CEO James English. James, thank you so much for joining us. Hey guys, how are you? Good. I'm good, man. How are you? Good, pretty good. Yeah, excited, tired. Uh, all the uh, all the rugby feels at the moment as we come into uh, our first season. Nice. Tired. It's like you're not doing anything. What are you doing? Just hanging out watching rugby or something? <laughs> pretty much, actually. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. So, uh, how's the windy city been treating you? I mean, I, 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 you've been to Chicago before. So this isn't this isn't your first trip. So, how's the treat? Yeah, you, I came to the only time I've been to Chicago before I was uh, engaged with this group was for the um, for the All Blacks Island game. Uh, and yeah. uh, you know, it's such a epic weekend for sports here, um, and the whole city just went went off. It was just like the ultimate party. Yeah. Um, for for numerous like for a few reasons around that. So, um, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like that obviously left a, a really like impressive um, memory in my head and a great impression of what a sports town it is. So when kind of Chicago came up as an option for MLR, uh, it, it got us pretty excited. But I mean, so I was there. Been minus real field minus seventeen for the last two days. So there, are, there have been moments. <laughs> where I'm here. Uh, it, we're Fahrenheit here now, by the way. So we got to get used to that. Um, uh, so, so James, I was there too. I was at that match. I've been to a few matches there. Obviously, Ireland All Blacks, um, USA All Blacks, etc. But I was there at their Ireland All Blacks match with a good friend of mine from Dublin. Flew in for the match, and he almost didn't make it. And it almost would have been funny if he didn't because to miss that game <laughs> would have been devastating to him. And what a great match, especially in that environment. So it seems Chicago is built for this. And, 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 and speaking of that, I mean, 
And has Chicago and the Chicago media been welcoming and excited about your entering this league? I mean, you look at that press conference you had to announce the team. That was quite impressive. That's like a, a presser for like the Chicago Chicago Bears or something. Well, uh, I think as you all know, when you look at rugby in Milan, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved at this point, and uh, we turn that around pretty quick. Yeah. But you're, you're completely right. There has been a huge amount of interest, and people are really intrigued around what this looks like and how it's going to impact in the city. Uh, and whether or not it's going to be successful, and, uh, and look, it's, it's a fantastic sports city, as we all know, and it's a it's a global brand. But with that comes a lot of expectation, and uh, and we've got to get it right. I think there's a um, as Amanda yeah. talk, talked about earlier, there's a, a lot of mistrust within high performance rugby in this country for for many different reasons, and um, and I'd hate to be another kind of group that over promises and under delivers. And we really want to come in and do this right. And that's going to, it's going to be a slow build for us. But um, we, we want to kind of get the trust of the Chicago and the Midwest rugby fan and, and hopefully get them to connect with us and, and get behind us. We can only be successful if, if they do that. So we're very passionate about that. And are there differences in running, say, a team in Chicago compared to New York? Or is it the same, just get the right mix of players and play rugby? It's really different, to be, if I'm honest. Um, New yeah. York was like a New York's a really tough market. Like it's not actually a great sports town. It's much probably more events based, and mm-hmm. like the, the, the huge problem. And the, the one thing I learned, I think, if you're going to start a, a, a professional sports team and rugby in particular, you've got to start with a stadium and you've got to start with a facility. It's the one biggest struggle around. Uh, number one, making this legitimate. Number two, um, putting rugby on a map as a professional sport and uh, changing the uh, changing the kind of. Uh, the view that the American sports fan or, or college fan has as rugby as a game. So for us, when I came into Chicago, uh, the first thing we asked was, like, look, we want to build the, the premier rugby facility in the country. And, and we're in the process of doing that at the moment uh, with SeatGeek Stadium. Like it's an MLS quality mm-hmm. stadium and we've got a dome there. So we train indoors. We built a gym in the stadium. We've got our offices there as well. Um, it, like the, there's three turf fields next to the stadium that we can use. Uh, and it's um, like, like I say, it's legit, a legitimate um professional sports facility there and, and starting from that going from somewhere like New York and it'll, it'll continue to be an issue in New York when when teams like City Football Group can't find space to build a football team with their endless resources um, like a niche kind of a smaller sport like rugby is always going to find it really difficult to get that right and uh, yeah it's been it's been great being here and having that uh, that big part of the puzzle in place first. Now, Bill, I'm about to ask James a question. So if you can not play any music, that would be uh, right, great. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get the right tune going. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to play my theme tune. I asked you to do that. I won't come on again in the future unless there's a uh, introduction music coming in. Well, you got to... We don't, we, don't we don't have any... What's it? Never going to give you up. We don't have any other... <laughs> That's fine. We're all learning. It's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mute myself. No, no worries. All right. Uh, so, James, so let's, let's talk. Let's, let's peel back a little bit and talk... Um, MLR's kind of tumultuous end to, to last season. I don't need you to touch on Austin and LA, but you know there was speculation of the new franchise, and again, you know, leading contenders were Chicago and St. Louis. I guess from a fan perspective, the the announcement or maybe the process of Chicago being added to the league seemed maybe a little rushed, right? With only a really only a few months to kind of like get it all together for the 2023 season, and obviously conversations and plans are happening months and it seems like maybe even a year and a half before but from your point of view i guess from from the ownership point of view um being announced into the league did that process feel rushed to the group to you guys when it came to the wire it did absolutely it will be pretty like clear like you know happy to be pretty honest about what happened Uh, we worked on this for about two years trying to get it over the line the expansion process is difficult and it's 
um, a long process of uh, working with a lot of the other owners and and try and find numbers that work uh, for everyone. And that's that's not easy around valuations and you know valuations in pro sports teams, valuation and price and value is all very different. So um, you're always trying to find that midpoint. But uh, look, we were very passionate about joining MLR, and we we're very passionate that Chicago um, should be the next uh, city in and the mid for the Midwest. Um, our, our investors are all Chicago based, which I think is really important. Um, they're all kind of deeply rooted in, in Chicago culture and they understand that. And, um, and there's a real tie and passion around Chicago as a city and the, and the Midwest as a whole. Uh, so uh, we've we done a lot of the groundwork running up to that point. Um, things like Stadium and uh, a few other kind of major partners we'd, we'd already started the, the conversations with. Um, so it did give us a, a bit of a, a springboard uh, when we got things over the line. Um, and look, we were we were probably fortunate, um, based around some other teams' misfortune or um, mm. misjudgment, should we say, whatever whatever you want to call it. I don't know enough about <laughs> that. I, you know, not being involved in the league at that time, um, but that you know that situation definitely lent in our favour. Um, it was always going to be tough for us to put together a, an expansion team that could compete, especially on that that time scale uh, that we had of like two two and a half months. Um, but you know, we with what happened with Austin and, and LA, it gave us the opportunity to, to number one bring in some staff who know what they're doing and are kind of MLR experienced in MLR and already know what to expect coming in, uh, and some players who are already MLR, you know, battle hardened, should we say? And uh, you know, guys like Luke White who have been there and done it so many times, guys like JP Eloff who. Whose, whose kind of family's roots in Chicago anyway, uh, Bryce Campbell in Indiana, some, some Midwest guys, some international guys as well. Uh, so, look, yeah, it's absolutely rushed. It's been uh, 150 miles an hour for the last two months. We've been building a plane as it's running down the runway uh, in a hurricane. Um, but, and look, if you ask me what success was three months ago, I would have been happy to get a team on a field. But uh, at the moment, we're, look, we're, we're sitting there, we've got the best coach in the league, uh, we've built a, a good, like a really good squad, and uh, you know we're out here to compete for an MLR championship year one. Yeah, let's. You, you talked about that. One of the first jobs, right, was, was building that team, and you know maybe unlike the Dallas Jackals, they they did have an expansion draft. Your group was able to obviously pick from from two of the best clubs last season, and you brought in one of the best MLR coaches in, in Sam Harris. You, know, you talked about some of the up players. You know, you were able to get USA captain Bryce Campbell. You got Billy Meeks. Uh, Michael Basca is coming back from France, which is exciting. I guess with all that going on with one of the top coaches and some top players, do you, do you, do you feel the pressure to be competitive right away? Yeah, of course. But we want that, you know, like yeah. Chicago needs a winning team and it deserves a winning team. And, you know, the Chicago sports franchises aren't exactly uh, um, hugely successful at the moment. So that gives us an opportunity to differentiate, differentiate ourselves straight off the bat. So absolutely, there's an expectation on us, but like that's that's exciting for us. Like we feed off that. There's a lot of guys in this group with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder with what's gone on. Um, you know, not just for the LA and Austin thing. There's guys like you know Michael Basker who has been overlooked um, for a few years with the US team and wants to come back and and really throw himself out there. And you know, I look at guys like him and. 
with what he's got to prove. Uh, like, I believe he'll probably be the best nine in the competition next year. Uh, we've got guys like, you know, like Luke Carty, who's been capped a few times, but sat behind Matt Gitto at LA and, and deserves his opportunity now as well to show that he can be the best 10 in the league. So, look, with great expectation comes like a huge amount of excitement for us. Uh, I'll stand by the, the, the appointments we've made coaching-wise and player-wise. Uh, and for us, this is this is what we want. Like, we want to be successful. We want to compete. Um, I talked earlier about, like, and Amanda did as well. She kept using this term trust. That's big for us at the moment. Um, I really think that, like I said, high-performance rugby hasn't done a great job in this country. And for us, we don't want to over-promise and under-deliver as an organisation. We're going to be a, It's going to be a slow build. But we've got to get our core products right, first of all, off the bat. We can build academies. We can go out into the community. We can build, like, you know, huge partnerships. We can go abroad and link with another team. But we don't know who we are yet. Like, we've got to create our own identity. Uh, and that for, us is, uh, that, for us, is exciting. So if we can really go out there and produce something that's successful, if fans can look and say, hey, these guys know what they're doing, if they can connect with us, if they can believe in us and trust us, then we can go out into the community and really, like, um, anchor ourselves in there and uh, and start to really look at okay ne- what next how do we grow the game how do we work with the stakeholders in the community we don't want to come in there and just say we're the pro team now this is what you do we want to work with the Midwest it's it's probably the best run rugby union in the country uh, and, and one of the most successful uh, we're, we're kind of spoiled in that way but with that again comes like at times a, a fractured rugby environment and uh, it, you know who, who are we to come in and say this is how you do it we want to work with people we want to you know we spent a lot of the last two months going out into the community and just listening and learning um, and with that expectation people want everything straight away uh, and I think if we did that we'd be pretty ineffective so you know the time we had we decided that that we wanted to really focus on that core product. Um, and part of it, that was was the expectation around being successful and competing for an MLR. No, I just thought about uh, that weekend when Ireland beat um, the All Blacks. It was also the Cubs parade. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that I mean, was that's crazy. Quite special. Yeah, it was uh, the whole city was uh, it was some party. Anyway, maybe maybe one day we'll have a um, you know a, a hounds parade going <laughs> at, at least a block a block of that would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that now. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously Chicago is well known as an Irish city. You know, <laughs> any pressure from Dave or Rob Kearney, you know, about, you know, getting, you know, you got Luke and Patty, Ryan, any, maybe getting Luke's brother Jack over as well. <laughs> yeah, look, we, we, uh, Chicago, you know, there's a real Irish theme to Chicago's history and it's, it's rooted around that. So you can see with our color scheme that um, we've definitely uh, lent on that. With, with yeah. our branding, um, obviously with having the Carney brothers involved, uh, it's going to be fantastic from our point of view. I mean, Rob and Rob played in that game, um, oh, yeah. uh, the game against New Zealand here, so he knows very well the potential of Chicago as a market. And yeah, look, we've already made some like exciting partnerships in the Irish community, but you know, it's not just an Irish team. We don't want to exclude anyone either. There's a huge like Mexican and Polish population in in Chicago, and especially around by our stadium as well. You know, we've already engaged with the the Australian embassy here and the British embassy as well. So there's a there's a big excitement. There's a big expat community on the whole who who know rugby, and that's always the low the low hanging fruit. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the challenge for everyone is always how do you get new eyes on on your brand and on your sport, and that will. Um, I, I don't think anyone's got that right yet. So um, right. hopefully, we can, uh, we're in a good position five years in where we can learn a lot from what some teams have done and what they haven't done, uh, and hopefully that puts us at a bit of an advantage. So let's talk about young uh, USA eligible talent um, that you have 
Sam Harris, your coach Sam Harris said that this team will be about American talent, you know, growing American talent. We'll find them. We'll develop them. Um, you know, we know about Campbell, Cardi to, to mention a couple. Um, you know, Cardi isn't necessarily American, but he's a qualified American. A few casts between the both of them. But talk about some of the young, uncapped players on your team. You know, just a few I want to mention. You know, uh, uh, Mika Felix, Caleb Strum, who's local, played for the Griffins. Uh, Lerone White, a six foot three prop. Get out of here. You do any of these guys stand out? Not just those three. Anyone else on the team stand out to you as far as maybe USA eligible? And you know, uh, who do you expect to contribute right away? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Caleb Strum is by far the fastest and fittest guy in our side. He was part yeah. of the Chicago. Um, uh, Griffin's team or Chicago Rugby Club team that won the Midwest Championship this year and was probably one of the best players on the field at the time. Um, we've obviously got Michael Basker coming back uh, with a point to prove. Mika Felix mm-hmm. is, is probably one of the biggest characters in the game. Um, you know, the more that we can use him on our social media, the better. He's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you guys are going to love him. Um, he's, but he's also uh, a huge talent in a, a position where we, we don't have necessarily a huge amount of depth coming through. Uh, Lerome is another guy who's been around for a little bit and hasn't really had his shot. Uh, there's a few guys in here who've sat behind uh, some foreign talent in different teams, and they're going to get their opportunity to show what they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few guys who are, who are looking at eligibility at the moment, but it, we we are committed to um, to. I, I think what's really exciting, you know, the USA not not qualifying for the World Cup was really hard for everyone to take. I've been in this country now yeah. for 10 or 11 years, and I've, I consider myself a U.S. rugby fan, and it was it was tough, you know, uh, for everyone. Uh, and I think what's exciting for us is we have a genuine opportunity to have an impact on that next U.S. Eagles team and the one after that. And that is, like, who, who gets to, have, you know, be able to say that? We can really affect what happens, and we can identify and develop talent. That's what gets you up in the morning when it's minus 17 and gets you down to Bridgeview and to work at a state in the stadium and see these guys at, at 7 a.m. in the morning and uh, look we ran our first ever combine last weekend for the midwest and we we had to shut down registration after three days when 250 wow. people registered uh we had people flying in from all over the place but predominantly i would say kind of 85 percent of that attendance was from the midwest and they're, they're, we've already earmarked quite a few players there who uh project as future mlr players who will definitely be involved in our academy when we launch that at the the end of this season and uh look we're, we're tr- very committed to work with the current select sides that work across the midwest who do a fantastic job and uh, on bringing those club team players together this won't be a chicago team this will be very much a midwest team it's such an opportunity for us we have a huge catchment area when you look at where the nearest mlr teams are for us and rugby right. players in the midwest are used to driving like three or four hours that doesn't seem to bother them too much for, for <laughs> club games every saturday so we're excited about that but we again you know there's a huge amount of expectations on that and, and, and a lot of responsibility but it, that's exciting and sam's pumped about that i am and um, we can't wait to find like the next superstars for the for the u.s eagles and help them uh, qualify for the next world cup yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's go to our uh, let's go to our fan question, uh, Corey. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Hi, James. I uh, got my season tickets. Uh, I'm very excited for the season. Uh, you just kind of answered uh, what my question was going to be, but I kind of have two little questions. One is about that combine. Uh, you obviously found some players for the academy type team. Um, are any of the players that you uh, had? at the combine going to be signed for the uh, senior squad um, initially. And then also just based on um, what are you expecting for crowd size based on ticket sales so far? 
so to answer your questions, we, um, yeah, we were really impressed with a lot of the talent. I think Sam was really honest at the end of the combine when he said that he was surprised by the standard of uh, players that he had. I think you never really know what you're getting at your first combine. Um, and I was really impressed with how tidy it was. The, the, the standard was high. It was competitive. It was physical. The Even the... Um, the uh, kind of fitness and physical scores were, were like through the roof and, and well above average of what we were expecting there. Uh, we, we actually invited three of the players at the Combine to come to Florida with us, do a, a week's camp um, uh, where we'll be playing Colorado, uh, sorry, the, the, um, the, Ra- the American Raptors, as it's called now, and Rugby ATL. Uh, so that gives them an opportunity to come in and experience what it's like in a full-time environment and uh, we give them an opportunity to to see uh, kind of where they fit in with our plan and, and how we can help their development in the future. And sorry, what was the, what was the last? Oh, and, and fans. I mean, geez, yeah. I would love to say like 5,000. Um, I would love, but, you know, I, I think realistically we're always going to be battling against the weather here in Chicago especially in March, like the, the schedule hasn't really done us any favours. You can see we're playing five home games in a row throughout March. I think we're going to get a great, uh, a great attendance at our first game. Hopefully we can continue that momentum into Patrick's weekend and the, the celebration that we're going to do around that game. When you get to game three, four and five at home and it's towards the end of the March and it's still cold, Hopefully the team strung some wins together and people are still excited about it and we'll work hard. We've got some, uh, we've got these three turf fields outside the stadium and we're, we're planning on putting together very much like a, a, a carnival type uh, fan fest with uh, a lot of rugby going on all day that, that, um, that pours into hopefully our game at the, at the end of it. So uh, look, we, we will only be successful if, if people uh, put, you know, their, um, put their bums on seats and come and watch us play and we'll do everything we can to try and support that. Um, but we're not naive enough to think this is going to be an easy job. Let's talk, James. Talk a little bit about uh, your head coach, uh, Sam Harris. He went nine and seven, twenty twenty one, his first year in Austin, and then twelve and four last season. So certainly a great track record in MLR. Um, very familiar with a handful of you know ex Kilgroney's players. But was was he a no brainer for for the job stepping in for the head coaching role to be the first coach for the Hounds? I wouldn't say he's a no-brainer. Uh, I didn't really know Sam particularly. Um, he's, uh, his record spoke for itself. And uh, I know a few players who have played with him, have played under him. Uh, we, we spoke to some, some really top quality coaches. Uh, there, were, there were two or three that we were really interested in. Um, I definitely connected with Sam on a, on a personal level. And I think we were quite aligned in our vision and mission for the game and how we approach the game. Uh, we got on very well. And, um, you know, after a long discussion with myself and our ownership, we, we decided that Sam was, Sam was the guy to take this team forward. And I haven't really regretted it for a moment since. Yeah. I want to ask quickly, talk a little bit about uh, SeatGeek Stadium there, right? So your first game is on the road, and then you got five straight home games. Um, SeatGeek holds about 20,000 fans and has a heated field. Um, curious, yeah. but uh, what temperature will the field be heated to each week, and will that heat be on for every game till about June? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you're really testing my knowledge here. <laughs> you don't have to actually answer that. That's fine if, if you don't know what the, the temperature of the field is. I'm just curious, like if that's like a well known. Yeah, we heat it to like 90 degrees. I don't know, but I guess yeah. Talk a little bit about the challenges of okay, first game on the road, right? But then then the opportunity of really setting, kind of maybe setting the the pace with five straight home games right after that first road game. Yeah, what I said was you caught me out on the temperature of the field. I'll have to uh, Google that before my next podcast. <laughs> 
I think it's a challenge either way. Like I said, the, the cold's going to be tough for a, from a spectator point of view. It's a challenge for us. From a team performance point of view, you know, it's, Chicago's not going to be an easy place to come and play. It's going to be cold. Uh, and uh, hopefully our guys are going to be a little bit more used to that than other teams who travel in from, you know, uh, warmer climates who, who haven't been around that. So uh, I think there's, you know, it's, it, there's, a, there's probably a slight advantage for us to um, get a bit of a home run and build some momentum. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, like I said, the, being successful for us is not just about winning MLRs, it's about having like a sustainable business model. And for that to work, we need to get our supporters behind us and we have to get them to the stadium and uh, get them there supporting. Uh, how are ticket sales going so far? Your season tickets and I think, what, uh, single games just opened up recently? Yeah, so far good. We've, we've sold over a thousand season tickets. Um, wow. We're putting a big push on on group sales at the moment. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Uh, and we're also working hard to try and create um, very like specific uh, fan experiences for, for groups around party decks and, and that kind of stuff. So the stadium gives us a lot of flexibility around how we can use it. There's a, a few indoor spaces, which are obviously are very desirable. Uh, there's a few uh, fun outdoor spaces. Um, and then there's kind of the, the standard um, the standard seating as well. So, uh, you know, the, the, having an MLS quality stadium uh, definitely has its advantages. Yeah. Uh, and it gives us a lot more uh, opportunity to be creative around, like, activating those areas. So, James, another thing about Chicago, you know, um, what is the game plan moving forward as far as, you know, are you doing any team awareness events? You're, like, showing up at the pier or at the bean or the cloud gate? And doing lineouts out of the like flash lineouts <laughs> to grab attention, maybe maybe making an appearance on wait wait don't tell me that's that's for us NPR fans people. Uh, you know what's the team doing? What are the special events going on? Yeah, we've got some cool stuff. To be honest, we've got a lot planned. We haven't executed them yet, purely because none of our kit had arrived until uh, two days ago. Uh, so we obviously want it. It's very important that you know we have our branding out there uh, and it looks apart. So everything arrived this week, and this is one of the kind of the downfalls of our late turnaround and the short runway that we had. Now, with that in mind, we've got some really exciting partnerships and uh, commercial and media-based. Uh, we've got one thing coming up with one of the major sports teams in Chicago, which is going to really ruffle some feathers around rugby in this country, I think. Um, but we're also doing a lot of stuff around uh, the community um, and also around um, kind of like famous Chicago locations. So keep your eyes peeled. I think you're going to see a, uh, a lot of that sort of stuff going on over the next, next kind of uh, four to six weeks. Um, we've also got a couple of cool events coming up. We've got a St. Patrick's event that we're running um, and uh, a couple of others as well. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. So if, um, if, if Hounds fans are running around town and they're trying to find you, um, which pub would they find you in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would hate to commit any of the many, many Irish rugby supports and bars that we have uh, in Chicago. I mean, there's so many of them at the moment. We've, we've been, the, uh, the interest has been phenomenal. There's a lot of pubs who are going to be running buses to and from games. Um, there's a lot of pubs who have already committed to um, uh, becoming kind of Chicago Hounds HQs. No, yeah, each show our games and that's it and you know it won't be a, a rugby screen on in the corner with no sound with three people watching uh, they'll be on all screens the sound will be on and hopefully it'll be uh, full of um chicago hounds fans uh it'll be full of um the the kennel club our official uh supporters club and the, the chicago strays who are the, the party club as well so we're working hard to try and create that kind of tribal community feel that i think mls did quite a well in, well in some markets um mm -hmm. but we'll see how that goes all right, uh, one more question for you, uh, James. Um, the, the name Chicago Hounds. Now, our, our crack research team, otherwise known as uh, Wikipedia, 
found out that the name was already taken by an amateur baseball team. Um, I'm assuming there were some intense copyright negotiations. Did you have to promise season tickets or a bucket of baseballs or something to that team to get the Chicago Hounds name? <laughs> the uh, Chicago Hounds baseball team, I think, had a combined number of followers of about six on Twitter. Just <laughs> 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 less than the amount of players that they had. But uh, uh, yeah, we spoke to the Chicago Hounds uh, baseball team. It's a uh, recreational kind of uh, alumni group who, who go out and play on a Monday night. And uh, we, we developed a little bit of a uh, relationship there. So they're all good and they're excited to come and join us for our first game. All right. Well, I think uh, three of those guys are listening in right now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Fitzy, anything you want to add? Yeah, actually, James, I've got probably one of the hardest hitting questions you're going to face tonight. You've been in Chicago now for a few years. Do you put ketchup on your hot dog or not? Uh. <laughs> these, are the, these, are the, these are the questions I get asked a lot. Um, I do, but I do it when no one can see uh, because there's, there's some spots here where it doesn't go down very well. And, uh, and I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm still a New York pizza fan over Chicago. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm, still, I'm still trying to find my favorite. So uh, the, the jury's still out. So come back to me maybe in another couple of months. <laughs> I'm doing my best to work around as many as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. James, uh, we really do appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us tonight. I know you're busy as well. Um, thank you. And also thank you to Amanda Windsor White for joining us earlier in the first half. All listeners, uh, this will be a podcast tomorrow. But James, again, thank you so much for tuning in and good luck this season. Thanks. Pleasure to be on here. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks. We'll do it again one day. Listeners, again, thanks again for tuning in either on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, here on Twitter Spaces. We do this almost every week. So tune in. Check us out on Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning. And I'll definitely, you know, Fitzy, real quick, pitch your news, your newsletter, the one I unsubscribed to. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. That was the worst. That was the worst TM job ever. Um, yes, yeah, subscribe to this newsletter that my co-host unsubscribed to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll finish that one. It's a great newsletter. It's every morning. It's it's a Rugby Morning newsletter great information about rugby around the world uh, mostly america but around the world as well major league rugby college pros all that fun stuff so anyway again thanks y'all thanks y'all for tuning in we love you guys uh check us out next week for our next show and we'll uh, announce our guest probably by tuesday thanks again have a great weekend everybody